beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. We are, we are continuing on um, our miracles of Jesus. Um, this is um, the second miracle. Now we'll be able to understand that the first and second miracle that Jesus did um, were born in Canaan of Galilee. And um, the reason for that was because the people honored Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Amen. I understood what honor for God and his word means and what it entails. What our substance is, as the New Testament says, and what our, 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 our first fruit is. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, we're going to be continuing um, today, uh, but we're going to be looking at something. Because when we look at honor, we also need to understand what this honor is. Amen to Jesus. So that we have a balanced understanding. Um, one of the challenges that we have um, in life is when we are tilting to one extreme. It's always very dangerous. I understand the place of the um, telling people how God loves them, amen to Jesus. But it's also important you also tell them their own part to play, amen to Jesus. It's a balance. If all we know is God, God's love for us, and we don't know our part to play in this relationship we have, we may end up not getting the fullness of all we are meant to get in the relationship, amen to Jesus. And so that's why I believe in you know, always saying the sides in complete way, the two sides to the coin, say them completely, so that we can learn thoroughly and get good understanding. So we are going to be looking at um, this honor for God and His Word. This is not something that people want to hear, but it has to be taught. Amen to Jesus. And um, funny enough, the truth is that many of times you see Christians having a lot of complaints, see Christians having a lot of issues. Now, the issue behind their issues is because the more often than not, they dishonor God. You know, when you come into an environment where you begin to hear the word of God being taught in truth and in clarity, you discover that people begin to drag their feet because um, they, it means that they are beginning to place, you know, responsibilities on them. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, so we need to understand what it means to dishonor God and dishonor his word. Now, having understood what honor for God and His Word means, and how to honor God and His Word, it's important we understand briefly what it means to dishonor God and His Word, and how to do it so we do not fall into the avoidable act. This act is very avoidable. Amen to Jesus. We can avoid it. We can avoid it. We can avoid it. We can avoid it. Amen to Jesus. We can avoid it. The very avoidable act. The very avoidable act. Very, very avoidable act. Uh, so if it can be avoided, then we have to clear our past to ensure that we avoid it. Amen to Jesus. Now, to dishonor God, on the other hand, is for the individual to act in shameful and disgraceful ways that makes the individual or other people reject God and His word. Now, this prevents reception from God. Are we together? So to dishonor God basically is, is um, when uh, an individual acts in a shameful and disgraceful way that makes the individual himself or other people reject God and his word. 
praise God for the Lord. Um, we see what is happening in the church today. There are a lot of shameful acts by Christians. I was talking yesterday with Barab and I said, you see, it's terrible to see that people said they were praying for the nation, but actually they were praying against the nation. You see Christians who claim to be to be believing in God and to be actually trusting in God, but actually their actions are shameful and their actions are disgraceful and it even makes them reject God unknown to them. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it makes them reject the word of God unknown to them. And also that makes others do the same thing. Praise God forevermore. I know there's been a long journey standing for what is right over these years. Amen to Jesus. Um, I've seen a lot of rejection, a lot of pain. But you see, one good thing that over the years, people will always stand for and testify of is that I have never behaved myself in a, in a shameful way. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I may not be getting what people are getting, but I'm not behaving myself in a shameful and disgraceful way. I'll make people reject the God I preach. And you get what I'm saying? You know, and that has stood out for us over the years in the ministry we are doing. Um, rather, people are the ones who actually don't did us wrong and became ashamed. Amen to Jesus. All right. So, when we act in manners that are shameful and disgraceful, that makes people or us reject God and His word, it's dishonor. Amen to Jesus. Um, and we talked about being, talked about this shame, um, being shameless. A while ago, one of our teachings, huh? works of the flesh, exactly. When you come to a point where you're not ashamed to do, to commit some simple acts, you're not ashamed to do some, to do, do things that are not pleasing to God. You're not ashamed to do things that negate the word of God. You see, I don't, I don't like thinking a lot of things. Some of them, when I see the way Christians do, you see Christians differentiate business from their Christian life. Are you going to differentiate business from their Christian life? And it's so shameful. You see them go to the business field and they're acting in a very shameful manner. Very shameful. Very, very shameful manner. Very shameful manner. And it's amazing. It's very, very amazing. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright. Now, um, this act of um, dishonor prevents us from receiving from the Lord. We cannot receive from God when we dishonor God. Are we together? When we dishonor, when we, when we act in this manner, we cannot receive from God. Actually, the act of dishonoring God is actually rejecting God. Are we together? It's actually rejecting God. Now, we need to understand something that God himself cannot be dishonored. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? Because God cannot be mocked. No matter how man tries, God cannot be mocked. I get what I'm saying. The word mocked there in the Greek means one of your means to be derived to be ridiculed. I get what I'm saying. You cannot ridicule God, you cannot deride God. I get what I'm saying. That's what this all all um entails. You cannot do that to God, but you actually do it to yourself. Are you getting it? As a result of that, you cannot receive from God. Is an this is an act of rejecting God and being unable to receive from God. God cannot be mocked. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That this verse of scripture is not easy to come by sometimes. It's not easy to assimilate because exactly when you are going through things that are really painful and heartbreaking, and you don't get to see how people will reap what they sow. Especially in the world we are living today, 
where it looks like evil is thriving. Are you getting what I'm saying? Um, the, the psalmist said he, he saw, he looked and he saw the evil men thriving. And he began to ask the Lord, why, are, you know, he began to feel so bad. Why evil is, evil people are thriving so much and the good are suffering so much. And he told, he said, and the Lord told him, he said, oh, no, they have been prepared for their day of destruction. It is not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not easy. It's not easy. But, you know, what people sow, they will reap. When you reject God, you have rejected life. When you reject, you, you see, you cannot dishonor God. You are actually dishonoring yourself. When you choose to act in shameful manner, in disgraceful manners, you know, you are not dishonoring God. God is too secure in himself to be dishonored by men. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is too secure in himself. You see, God does not need our honor for him to be called honorable. You see, honorables on earth, they need the honor of men to be called honorable. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is self-honorable. He honors himself. So that's why whether you honor him or you don't honor him, he doesn't change his honor for himself. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. God cannot be mocked. So many times the way we, we think that God needs us to honor him so that he will feel more honorable. No, 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 no. We need to get it right very well here. God does not need us to honor him to feel more honorable. He is honored by himself. He is honorable in himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? So whether we honor him or we don't honor him, it's our cup of tea. We, 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 we get or, or, or don't get the blessing for honor. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And you see, it's really, really important that Christians get to know this. You know, over the time I've, I have um, come to realize some things in my work with the Lord that people don't get to realize. And um, it's painful that you see people thinking that they are doing God in favor by honoring God. No, 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 no. You are doing God the favor by honoring God. No, you don't do God the favor by honoring God. You see, whatever a man sows, that's his sharing. That's his sharing. Whatever he sows, he will surely reap it. You see, you can't sow rice and reap maize. It's not possible. So if you sow shameful and disgraceful attitude, it will come with you. So, so, so uh, we let you say, don't stop disgracing God with your pastor. No, you can't disgrace God. You know, I saw somebody once try to say, um, the, the Christianity is the problem of God. Like, no, Christianity is not the problem of the world. Individuals are the problem of the world. Are you get what I'm saying? Individuals are the problem of the world. It's as simple as that. In fact, no religion is the problem of the world. It's when people get into religion that they determine the, the bearing of the religion. It's as simple as that. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so, you can't disrespect God and think that God will feel that I'm disrespecting him. Are you get what I'm saying? No, no, no. It's for yourself. We are reading through a writer of, of various people who, who seemingly said they were dishonoring God. One popped a cigar, smoked it and popped it up and said to God. And he died a miserable death. Many of them, they are, they, are, they are just miserable. Their lives are just miserable. You cannot dishonor God. You only dishonor yourself. Are you get what I'm saying? Life gives us what we sow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Life gives us what we sow, and that's the beauty of life. Praise God forevermore. After the fall of Adam, the principle of sowing and reaping came into place, and it's as simple as that. So it will repeat. What is the motive for you? Don't know. The future it will get, it will catch up with you. You don't know that future. You don't have to. You dishonor God. You, dis- you see, 
Some of some people that are not it looks like it's not paying off. Are you get what I'm saying? It looks like it looks like it's not paying off. But when it begins to pay off, you forget the years of seemingly putting in and not getting back. Number one, number two. When people are dishonoring God, it looks like they are thriving. But when they begin to get the dishonor, because you can't dishonor God, it becomes something really, really serious. They, 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 they can't avoid it. Now, the individual does not dishonor God. He actually dishonors himself by attempting to dishonor God and his word. This is self-destruction. That's self-destruction. That's self-destruction. Attempting to dishonor God and his word is self-destruction. It's not self I even have to say it's self-destruction. No matter how one fast and pray, when he or she does not honor God and his word, such a person cannot receive anything from God. You can't receive. I get what I'm saying. You see, when we talk about you cannot receive any good thing from the Lord, we, we wonder, oh, but they are making money. You see, we need to understand something. One of the challenges that the Christian faith has had over the years is that we attribute the blessing of God to material things. How many days material things? I get what I'm saying. I believe that we are supposed to have material things. It's part of the, it's part of the manifestation of the glory. But that is not the blessing of God as it were. I get what I'm saying. Receiving good things from the Lord is far more than material things. Glory to God forevermore. Far, far more than material things. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yeah. So it is important we know that this honor bears unbelief. Praise God forevermore. When you see Christians who are not believing in God any longer, trace their history. There is an area where they this where they where they act in dishonor, where they acted in dishonor to God. They acted in a shameful and what and disgraceful way to the Lord. And that is not God the divinity, it's yourself you acted into. And they discovered that they no longer believe in the Lord and believe in His Word. I hear what I'm saying. Like, you know, when we began to hear what we heard, you know, they rouse it and like, oh, uh, so, it's not far-fetched. I hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is the bed of God. I'm not saying we're not all having our challenges. Are you getting me? But you see, when we keep honoring the Lord, when we keep honoring the Lord, one thing for sure is that, Abba, God can never allow you to be surrounded. Yeah, with both that surrounded. To be to be seized. No, 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 no. You cannot allow that. You cannot allow that. I you get what I'm saying. You cannot allow that. You can you can never allow that. Praise God forevermore. And then I, I was talking from, from testimonies. You see, one of the things that we've had is testimonies. And it amazes it amazes people. Testimonies. So when you see people no longer believing God and believing in soul, just check, check, look back. And you know, many times everybody when Christians come and give you their complaint, they never tell you history. They never tell you history. They never tell you stories in the past. They just tell you what is happening now. And it's okay that people have got, gotten to understand that I don't jump with what you are just telling me now. Do not lay hands in the hurry on anyone. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Very, very hard Way very hard way, very hard. Way. I meant it very, very, very hard way. You know, no hands in the hurry on anyone, no hands in the hurry on anyone. So, 
people talk to me, I don't, I'm not in a hurry to give you a prayer. And I, and I talk, I'm not in a hurry to give you a prayer. I'm not in a hurry to, to do anything. No, 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 no. Why? Because I don't know where you're coming from. A man of God said, one uh, person came and met him and said, I've gone to different churches for prayers. And this is program and all stuff. And he said, I know people who come to me. And this is one of God that has results. In the miraculous healing and deliverance. So, so you have come to meet me. So you add me to the list of those that are prayed and you know what? So I don't worry, you can find your way. Now you don't understand. Oh, why should you mandate like that? You don't know where they are coming from. You don't know the act they have committed. You know what I'm saying? And you see, God is merciful, God is forgiving. But you see, life gives a lot of consequences. Life gives a lot of consequences. So when that's why we say people are saying shamefully and disgracefully and they think it's the Lord, and you know you're not being the Lord. Love the Lord. When the consequences begin to catch up with you, you begin to wonder why, why, why. The consequences begin to catch up with you. So if you if you if you've grown in your walk with the Lord, when people just come and give you complaints, don't don't just be wanting to start. Just decide to be wanting to start praying, making declarations, start binding, start. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I've learned quite a lot. Then to allow for growing their faith. Because if you dishonor yourself in the name of dishonoring God maybe three years ago, then you have to bring yourself out of that dishonor. I can't grow, I can't bring you out. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to grow yourself out. So the only thing I can help you do is to help you grow. This is the nugget to grow out of it. Bible says, condemn says by the anointing the yoke shall be broken. Um, I like the math translation. The linear translation says the anointing will make your neck fat. And it will break the yoke. The yoke is always on the neck of the animal. So when the animal's neck becomes too fat, it breaks the yoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what I want to do for you is to teach you the word of God, okay? teach you how to grow your faith, teach you how to grow in the revelation of God's word, so that you be fat and break that yoke. It's not wanting me to break it for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. And that's the reason why. A lot of Christians who are falling into serious, a, a lot of people who are falling into serious unbelief. Check it. It's a journey of dishonor. Amen to Jesus. They are coming from a far room of dishonor. Praise God forevermore. Matthew chapter 6, verse Jesus speaking, says, And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled for unbelief to surprise Jesus. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> For unbelief, to surprise the world, that unbelief is high unbelief. It's high grade unbelief. Are you getting what I'm saying? is amplified unbelief. For, to, to, for it to, to, to surprise Jesus, oh, it's not just the unbelief. And you see, I, I really bless the Lord because you have our individual journeys. Rather individual journeys. And the earlier you grow your faith, the better for you. The earlier you grow your faith in honoring God and you being the first food, the better for you. Nobody can do it for you. You see, I will stop preaching the way I'm preaching. I will stop teaching the way I'm teaching. Why? Because it may not be involved today. But the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is struggling here like what has covered the sea. So people begin to look for this that we are giving. And by that time, it will not, you see, <laughs> the demand will be so high 
that we cannot even meet up with you. Our supply will not be enough for the demand. Why is God making us go on podcasts so much? Because the demand is going to be very high very soon. Are you know what I'm saying? So, when Jesus was marveled at the unbelief of a person, of a people, it means that their unbelief was hyper. It was a level where they had acted so shamefully and disgracefully towards God that the unbelief marveled God. <laughs> God cannot be surprised by anything. But when the Bible says he marveled, oh my God. Mm. And he went round about the villages teaching. What level of unbelief is this? What kind of unbelief is this? That is the matter. What this is Jesus said, I've never seen this kind of faith in the whole of Israel. You know, I've never seen this kind. It was a wonderful faith. So also the same way they had one person had a wonderful faith. People are a group of people have what a wonderful level of unbelief. An astonishing one. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. And when you see this happen, just check it. There is somewhere the people have dishonored God. Are you get what I'm saying? Because even um Nineveh, when the when 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 um Jonah preached to them, they 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 repented of their sin. Are you get what I'm saying? But when the people have come to a level of unbelief that there's nothing you preach that can make them repent, then it's a serious matter. This was taking call as him and Bethsaida. He told them, he said, Ah. If what the miracles that were done in you were done in, in so dumb and he actually used the height of uh, when is the word immorality, so dumb and gomora. He has gone there, they should attend them. That's telling me those people were beyond repairs. <laughs> they were beyond repairs. Are you get what I'm saying? They were far beyond repairs. Far beyond repairs. Not because God could not repair them. But because they are chosen not to be repaired by God. I see one of the things you don't get to understand that these things are choices. They are choices. And we are making choices whether we like it or yes. They are choices. Are we together? Mm-hmm. And so, we need to understand this. This is the root of unbelief. Dishonor. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, no matter what, no matter what, we must ensure that we do not. You see, when you see some Christians act in a particular way, fraudulent manner, and all of that, it really helps them so they don't, they cannot trust God to give them resources. Are we together? Remain connected. Teaching continues shortly. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, The Greatest Word from the Greatest Man, authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book unveils the greatest word that ever mattered to the destiny of mankind. The truth of the redemptive work of Christ is presented in its simple and astoundingly profound format. The Greatest Word from the Greatest Man is especially good for new additions to the family of God. That is, babes in Christ. It offers deep, clear, and simple knowledge of God's love, the God-man Jesus and his purpose, the dead man owed God and its settlement. It is highly recommended for every believer in Christ. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. Mm. 
three types of dishonor that Jesus spoke about. Now, like I said, most of the times when Christians are having issues, look at it, you will trace it back. You will see that there was an area where they dishonored God. Actually, we cannot dishonor God. We dishonor ourselves. I hear what I'm saying. God cannot be dishonored. Like we learned, um, uh, as we saw in uh, um, Galatians 6, verse 7, do not deceive God is not mocked. For so by man's to where that shall he also reap. Uh, you cannot mock God. You cannot dishonor God. God is not looking for our honor. He's honorable on his own. <laughs> when we honor him, we actually honor ourselves. Amen to Jesus. So, looking at these three types of dishonor that Jesus spoke about in Mark chapter 6, verse 4. And these three types of dishonor, they cover everything that has to be dishonor for God. And dishonor is something we can avoid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can, you can live your life, your whole life, without dishonoring God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, you can live your life without dishonoring God. When we talk about dishonoring, sometimes we think of maybe the sin of fornication. I don't know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, there are all sins. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And there is no bigger sin and lesser sin. Uh, I was talking to somebody, and in their church, the, the pastor said, he said, see, me, I'm not stealing church money. I'm not fornicating with any of the girls. And what was the third thing he talked about? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember, and it's not mine. And so for him, it's fine. But this guy, these pastors, were the worst I have met in my life. I mean, the worst I have met in my life. They were beyond the world terrible. They had character issues. Serious character, serious, let me say, serious character issues. They were not meant to even, the man was never meant to pastor his family. Let the little pastor his flock. I'm not doing anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you that the man was not meant to pastor his own family because he was not even able to pastor his own family. Let alone pastor his own. But for him, so long as I'm not sleeping with the sisters in church, I'm not stealing church money, and I'm not lying to the church authority, I am fine. There is nothing like big sin and small sin. You know one illustration my mother always uses that I like? She said, when you carry poop, small one, and put it here, what will happen? It is men. When you carry big people and put it here, what will happen? No matter the size, the same thing with what? It is men. So that's what she, that's what she describes him. So whether it's small pool or big pool, both of them is men. So they are not classified things. So we talk about, if some people say, I, I do this, I do this, they don't try to classify, then it's not done. I hear what I'm saying. It's not done. It's not done. So I'm talking about this phone. First that comes to mind is some of all these things. But let's look at it in the right perspective. So we can know that it's avoidable and we can live our lives following God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God for more. Actually, well, one of the words um, that we use there was to behave in shameful and disgraceful manner. That's what it means to dishonor God, to behave in shameful and disgraceful manner. And to be to behave in shameful manner is one of the works of the flesh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's actually a fleshy desire. That we can deal with. I hear what I'm saying. Now, there are people that some of the times they want you to just disgrace yourself. I remember there was somebody who, uh, after the guy did what he did, I was one I was literally angry and we talking to him. And I left him like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Why did you have to do that? I hear what I'm saying. They want you to disgrace yourself. You understand what I'm saying? To shame, to make yourself, to, to bring shame to yourself. And with that, they say, is that the God that you say they are serving? I hear what I'm saying. And they want, they want to say, so this is an equality of self-Christian. So this is an equality of self-Christian. 
just like um, in um, the um, tribunal where a pastor came and was he was just he was blabbing to the extent that the lawyer, the um, opponent's lawyer, after he asked him some kind of technical question, and the guy was blabbing and lying. He told him, I'll come to your church on Sunday. Disgracing themselves. Are you hear what I'm saying? Acting in shameful manners. So let's look at the three types of dishonor that Jesus talked about. Um, if you look at it, um, the Mark chapter 6, verse 4 says, But Jesus said, said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own king, and in his own house. These are the three types of dishonor that men give to God. Three types. And it's avoidable. You can avoid it. Are you getting what I'm saying? All of us can avoid it. We must not do it in fact. Are you getting what I'm saying? But most times people do it because they are ignorant. And strange Christians. And some because they are, they are carnal Christians. So they do this kind of things. And you get what I'm saying? But we can avoid it. Because, you see, we must live our lives in honor to God so that we don't have the effects of our personal dishonor in the future. The seeds we sow are waiting for us in the future. Are you get what I'm saying? Honor God today. Honor God, honor God with your life today. In the future, you get the honor in return. Dishonor your, your God with your life. In the future, you get a dishonor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, so from the above verse of scripture, we understand that dishonor is of three types. There are three types of dishonor. And what are the three types of dishonor? Number one, country or national dishonor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Country or what? National dishonor. Number two, king dishonor. And then number three, house or home dishonor. There are three types of dishonor. And like I said, we are avoided. We are not staying long on honor, dishonor because we've stayed much on honor. Are you getting it? So we just know we need to know what we need to know on dishonor and avoid it and keep honoring God. Now, what is country or national dishonor? Jesus said a prophet is but it's not without honor, but in the, his own country. In his own what? Country. Now, this is where the people of a nation dishonor God and his word. This is a very dangerous situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a very dangerous situation. Where the people of a nation as a whole dishonor God and dishonor his word. Are we together? Now, an example of this was Israel. They dishonored God and his word. As a result, God allowed them to be taken into captivity in Babylon. We see this in the book of Jeremiah. We go through Jeremiah chapter 280 down to Jeremiah chapter 52. You see how Israel dishonored God and God allowed them to be taken as captives. Are you getting what I'm saying? In Babylon. After, if you look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11, that was, most of us have read it, in Matthew 9 verse 11, for I know the thought that I think to you say the Lord, is that not so? Thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. We like that verse of scripture, but we don't always read the beginning part, the first number, verse 1. It will make us understand verse 11 very well. Verse 1, what happened was that some prophets, some, they were, they were false prophets, they, were, they began to tell Israel 
while they were in Babylon as captives, that it's time for them to leave. Are you getting me? But according to God's plan, the period was not yet accomplished. Are you getting me? It was meant to be a 70 years period. But before that 70 years period, some prophets came and said that prophet lied. And telling them, it's time to go, we are going back to Israel, it's time to go. And then God had to tell Jeremiah, tell the people that time has not yet come to go. And he said, tell them to plant vineyards, to marry wives, and give birth to children. He said, why? He said, for they have so many more years to stay. Read it now. And he said, that when the time is come, I will return with them. I will return to them with my word. Then he left him and told them, for I know the plans that I have towards you. That word came as an encouragement because of the situation of the life. It was 70 years, and God said, if you know you 70 years, you're not going nowhere. So stay here. In this suffering, yes, in this suffering, stay. I didn't it. But God said you have to stay there. Why did they come there in the first place? They had they had dishonored God. The problem the Israelites had was that every time God delivered them, the next they did was to go into idolatry. Go to the book of Isaiah, God began to talk to Israel. He said, Sometimes if you if you if you read Isaiah, you will pity for God. Can you to use that? Can you use that word? You will pity for God. You will pity for God. Can you to use that? God began to talk to them and told Isaiah, say, you see, when Israel was a, 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 a baby that was abandoned in the in the slum, in the death, he said, her neighbor was not cut off. He said, I took her. I cleaned her. I cut off her neighbor. I took care of her. Now she has become a beautiful lady. And she's not going a hurry. She's going after false God. She's committing um, 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 adultery. And he said, why would Israel do this to me? You could see the heart of God always bleeding towards Israel. And because of that consistent bleeding, are you know what I'm saying? God had to allow them to be taken as captive. Against his law, are you know what I'm saying? As it were, his, his, his love for them was not happy allowing that. But that was the only way that would have taken them to a place where they will start seeking after God. You see, they are leading their, he has given them, he said, he told them, he said, when you go into the, the land for the wheat and honey, when you start eating um, 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 fruits that you not plant, and you start living in houses that you know what to he said, forget not the Lord thy God, for it is the Lord that gives you power towards make wealth. Some of us always take that impact, it's the Lord that gives power to make wealth. He said, one of the things we have in Christian is that, we pick what we want and leave what is important. Before he told them, it's the Lord that gives the power to make way. He told them, do not forget me. And he told them, see, when you get there and you find them, don't forget me. And when Israel becomes a little comfortable, the next thing that they forget the Lord. They forget the Lord. And they start going after stupid gods. Imagine why they were Egypt for 430 years. They never built a golden castle, remember? They never built a golden idol, remember? They were just suffering and crying. You know, Israel reminds me of the Africans. Africans like it when you suffer death. And I like When you suffer death, that is where their head will be correct. 
But when you are nice to them, they will misbehave. They will worry you. That's that's the last tax master. The last and God is not the tax master. That's the thing. So when you see that they are they are beginning to their head is beginning to twist anyhow. We allow tax master to arrange ahead. Why they were in Egypt, they were, they were under tax masters of okay? They were crying money, crying money. God brought them out. They have not even reached their destination. I don't think they will reach halfway. Where was the second go to Mount Sinai? And they say, I beg, let us uh, come and give us idol, let us worship. Why they were suffering, they were not worshiping idol. But now that freedom has come, oh yeah, let's, it's, I don't understand. I don't understand. Remind me of somebody who was at the point of death. Pray for him. He told somebody go. So the wife take him to the hospital. He went to the hospital. They took him in the next day. He said if he didn't go to the hospital, the next day would have died. He came out. He was looking for me. He was crying. Now he can walk. He can talk. And he's challenging me. He can walk. He can talk. And he's challenging me. And I'm like, oh, can you imagine? So it's okay. This is for people like this. They need that master. Now when he almost died. Maybe the next time I don't know what we say to. But we 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 hope that it will not be from there in the go. But I want to tell you, the chain of Israel reminds us of Africans and even Christians. Why they were suffering, they were crying unto God. God told me, I've heard the cry by people. Is that not so? I've heard the cry. If their cry was not loud, God would say they were crying day and night. God said, "This cry is over cry." Now He came to save them. Now that they have left bondage, they are not even going to enter into promised land. They are heard at this day. Now, when you are telling people, God told them, He said, Do not marry their wives. The Canaanites, He said, Do not marry their daughters. Do not have anything to do with them. This is what we know here. They will hear. They will hear. And they said everything that God will not tell them to do. They started dishonoring God in their actions. And what did God do? God allowed another tax master. Pharaoh was a tax master that, as it were, they did not plan for. But God told Abraham that his children would be what? Slaves in another man's country. I hear what I'm saying. And they didn't plan for Pharaoh. But Pharaoh had to come in. Pharaoh came in. It made them cry unto the Lord. Now Pharaoh left. The next, they couldn't cry unto the Lord again. And God now had to allow the tactics. See, one of the worst things that can happen to a Christian is when you only pray when there's problems. That's, that's a tax master mentality. God, I thought, oh God, my father, Lord, you know, that's why you come to church more, that's why you pray more, that's why you do all the giving. You have a tax master mentality. It means there's only tax master that can correct your brain. And that's an act of dishonor for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? For God makes you Talk to God, fellowship with God, whether there is problem or there is no problem. I you know what I'm saying? If you are comfortable and God is no longer comfortable, you are no longer comfortable talking with God. Until you become uncomfortable before you become comfortable talking with God, then it's a, it's a serious mentality that has to be dealt with. It's a sign of what? Dishonor for God. I you know what I'm saying? And so this Israel dishonored God as a nation. And they have to come to um to to Babylon for captivity for a period of 70 years. 
Now let's calculate Israel, their sufferings. Egypt, 430 years. Out of that 430 years, maybe they enjoyed Joseph's time. How many years was Joseph's time? When they came to when Joseph died. How many years? It was not 100 years. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so now have captivity for 70 years. It's too much years of what? Captivity. Too much years of tax masters. Why? Because that's the only way they could they could they could realize that so we have to honor God. And finally, they rejected Jesus as Messiah. John chapter 10, verse 22 to 42. You see that also. So it was a serious issue, a, a national dishonor for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't even know where nations are doing this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nations that dishonor God. Some people say, but oh, what are you not saying? It's, it's some nations that dishonor God. They are doing well technologically. They are doing well um, economically. We that say we are even pay in Africa. We, 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 look at the way we are. I've not heard stories like that. We've heard talks like that. Let me understand something. That you, you may be looking at economical and technological basis to judge the people. But you see, you don't use economical and technological basis to judge the people. You look at their eternal value to judge them. One of the problems we have had, even with Christendom, is that we use physical, economic, and technological basis to judge ourselves. This man has more money than me. That means God has blessed me. But our basis of judgment should not be financial, economical. It has to be what? Eternal. And honor for God is based on eternal values. Are we together? So, why am I saying this? Because some of us will be falling prey for the fact that, oh, I have been doing my little best to honor God. And those that are not honoring God are doing well and I'm not doing well. You must value your life from the eternity point of view. And the Bible says something. It says God is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seeking. It says do not be weary in God doing. Because if you faint not, you will receive your reward. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's always has a long-term value. A long-term value. Look at nations who dishonored God. Look at them today. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I just want to do a quick rundown. Um, the Prime Minister of Israel some years ago, he said, when about the um, all those Arab nations came together against him, against the nation, he wrote a long episode and he said, many years ago, the Romans, the Egyptians oppressed them. And he asked, who speaks Egyptian language again? Remember, Egypt was one time the, um, the world power, remember? And they were the cradle of civilization. Paper came from Egypt. Paper, paper. It's called papyrus. Came from Egypt. Writing came from Egypt. Are you know what I'm saying? Is that how you believe that the first Egyptians were not these white people we are seeing today? In the in, in our movie, they show them as white. They were not white. They were actually black people. And they were the, actually civilization, Ethiopia, Egypt, they were the cradle of civilization. And they were blacks. That's what. Um, science tries to cover for us over the time. Is that who has a vision to Who speaks Egyptian language? Who speaks the language? The language has 
become a local language Janus. He said, and there was a time the Romans oppressed them. Who speaks Greek again? It's a local language Janus. They talked about when the Germans also oppressed them. Who speaks German language now? Local language Janus. And he said, they have come a long way. Say Yahweh deliver them. And this all these ones are guarding against them too. The same way God extincted the others. Yahweh will sing them. Look at countries that have discovered God by also touching the Jews. Look at them. Look at them. They were once world power. You know when Hitler was world power. When Hitler was Hitler. Who hears about them again? I hear what I'm saying. Praise God for the more. Now, so national dishonor for God is a dangerous affair. And when nations do that, the dishonor God, the dishonor is what? When nations do that, check a, a while after them, you see what's going to happen. Remember what happened in Brazil not quite long, some couple of months ago. Did you, did you watch it on the internet? They said they were dishonoring God, is that not so? They chose to do a festival to dishonor God. And what well, you know the next day, or a week, in a very short space of time, the kind of flooding that hit the nation, huh? tsunami, where the tsunami came from, the kind of tsunami that hit the nation, people were sitting shouting, say Brazil, Brazil, why did you do this? After that, they did the second part of the festival. <laughs> God is not going to send the tsunami to you. No. When you say you are rejecting God, He will remove His cover. Are you getting what I'm saying? You've rejected His cover. So that tsunami, it was the hand of God that was saying it for the while. It will have to see. But the hand of God was stopping it because the whole universe is saying, you know what I'm saying? His hand was stopping that tsunami. But when they say, God, I said, remove your hand. What will you do? Remove your hand. I remove it. You don't understand what I was stopping. And as the movie, they saw what he was talking. After they did, they are not going part two of the festival. Let them try to do part two of the carnival. And we get what I'm saying. National dishonor for God. Very dangerous. Rejecting the Lord, rejecting his Christ. Very dangerous. The nation invites trouble on itself. Are we together? The next is king dishonor. This is when men among your relatives dishonor God. That is your kinsmen, your people, you understand what I'm saying? Your family people, you are celebrating this honor God. The Jews did this for Jesus when they saw the great works that he did. They got offended in Jesus because he was their kinsman. That that was due to familiarity. Kinsmen dishonor for God arises when men become familiar with God. Very dangerous. When you become familiar with God. Never you be familiar with God. I have no God finish. No, it's not possible. After the first thing that I didn't know him. Or for how far he has been the Lord, he still said that I am the moon. We cannot know God's finish. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you get the point, they say, I finished reading Bible. You have started studying. When you finish reading, that's when you start studying. <laughs> the day I will start adding Bible, the day I finish studying Bible, and till I die, I will not finish studying. Are you getting what I'm saying? We cannot finish studying this Bible, sir. Are you getting me? The day you feel that, okay, you are praying, finished, you are finished praying. That is the day you should start praying. Because when you start becoming familiar with this, oh, I will go pray. No, that's where you start praying. 
When you say I've written it in, that's where you should start studying. When you say I've, I have given it in, that's where you should start giving. I've loved the Lord, so that's where you should start loving. Because when we get familiar with God, we have entered into what is called King's Dishonor. You now see God as your, as your, as your family person. So, uh, what is there? What is there? There's nothing God. There's not. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are not seeing yeah, for we are not become familiar with the Bible that sometimes I pick up my Bible and I read and I so you know I've read this before but no sense. I don't know what I'm saying. I never get familiar with my Bible. Very every day I'm still unfamiliar with it. And every child of God should be unfamiliar with that. Always hold the word of God, expecting something new. Always pray, expecting something new from the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? If not, you get into what is called keeping dishonor. And do you see how some of us are dishonoring God and his word? I get what I'm saying. That's why I say it is avoid the rule. Always come to God expecting something new from God. Take the Bible expecting something new. Pray expecting something, even if it's one minute prayer. Pray expecting something new. Never get to a point and say, I have overprayed. No, they don't want to get to a point and say, I finished praying. I have overprayed. In fact, God, no. When you are getting to that point and say, I have prayed. Why is God not doing it? God, Father, I have finished praying. I have prayed. God should have done it by now. You are getting to the point of dishonor. And that's the best unbelief. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't get into king dishonor. Are we together? Matthew 6, verse 3. Say, it's not this, the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us, and they were offended in him. They were offended in him because he said, it's our country man. It's our person. It's our person. You know what I'm saying? It's our person. You see, no matter how familiar you, no matter how much you know your dad, you should also give him a level of what? Honor. Are you know what I'm saying? He's also giving me a level of honor. My children are very free with me. I don't get what I'm saying. But they still give me the honor. No matter how free you are with your dad, you must give him honor. God is our other father, but we must not be familiar with him. We must give ourselves the boundaries to honor him. Are we together? So we don't get familiar with prayer. We don't get familiar with the world. You say by prayer every day, yes, that's why it should be. The Bible says the message of God every morning. You pray every day because it's a new message. And because you are not familiar with God. Glory to God forevermore. And the third kind of um, dishonor, I'll just stop here, is home or house dishonor. This is when members of the nuclear and immediate family dishonor God and His Word. This is also due to familiarity with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen to Jesus. Now, so when we have come to a point where we have become too familiar with God and we start dishonoring Him, it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. The close and distant relatives of Jesus and the people of Israel did not put their faith in Jesus. So they what? Do not honor him. Dishonor of all kinds are very dangerous. All of these three types of dishonor for God and his words are not meant to be displayed by born again Christians. Are you getting what I'm saying? They're not meant to be displayed by us. Spirit filled Christians are not meant to display this. When we come to a point where we Become familiar with his, with God's word. Become familiar with prayer. I you know what I'm saying? Become fa- so so feel that we have finished the Bible. We have finished praying. There's nothing left to pray again. There's nothing talking to God again. I finished talking to God. We should not get to that point. 
Where then we as a nation will not come together and say we dishonor God. We're talking about a nation, we're talking about a people general as a nation. But also remember a nation is a man too. Brethren in every man is a nation. I get what I'm saying. God told Abraham, God told them, he said, I know my friend Abraham. Why? Because he will command his children to obey me. He didn't say he will beg them. He didn't say he will beg them. He said he will command them. Elisa is a nation. Elisa is a nation. I must command my nation to do what? To obey God. If my nation cannot honor God, then I am filled as a man. The song we used to sing, Almighty God, Almighty God, our generation shall praise your name. 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 This is what I'm talking about, sir. When we can command our generation to honor God. The Bible says, A seed shall serve the Lord. And it shall be counted for your generation. Why you as a nation, your nation that comes from you, we honor God. I'm the second generation of minister of the minister of the gospel in my, in my, in my generation. My father and my mother, they are the first. I'm the second. My other brother, blessed man, also joined the group. And you know what I'm saying? We are raising a generation. You don't have to be a pastor. To command your generation. Abraham was not a pastor. <laughs> he was a business mogul. He was such a businessman that his slaves, they were a full army. Remember now. They went to fight one, they won the war, not the army that one. But he could command his generation to do what? To honor God. Let it not be said that your nation dishonor God. Train your children in the way they should go. Train them to honor God. Let them know the place of God. Let them know the place of prayer. My mom taught me how to honor God. She taught me how to give up faith. When I'm going to secondary school, boarding house, she will tell me this is your pocket money. She put it one side. This is your offering money. It's separate. She separate my offering money from my pocket money. So I know this one is untouchable. This one is touchable. Offering is untouchable. Pocket money is what? She taught me to honor God. So I learned how to give to God from childhood. I cannot say. My nation also learning the same thing. National dishonor should not be heard. Home and kinsman dishonor should not be heard. We must never get familiar with God. And we must ensure that our nation honors God. Can I get your question, please? Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. 
Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132 OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.